You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight I'm joined by Jennifer Hetzel and uh, Sean McLaren. How are y'all doing? I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm better present, present and accounted for. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, tonight we are finishing up the uh, book trilogy that we started uh, so many months ago, uh, Star Wars Aftermath. Tonight uh, we're doing the third and final book in this trilogy, Aftermath, Empire's End. Um, it does pick up pretty quick right after the second book did. Um, and it is, while it is still, quote unquote, immediately after the events of uh, Return of the Jedi, it's still quite a ways away from what we get into in the new Star Wars trilogy movies. So there is some time, there's some time, you know, between now and then whenever we get to it. So um, let's go ahead and start with just a, a quick, uh, we'll just run around real quick and, and just kind of give me your, your basic thoughts, you know, if you enjoyed it or not. Um, Sean, you want to go first? Um. By the third book, I, the series for me was getting a bit tired. Um, I know they kind of left with another kind of cliffhanger on the end of the second one going into the third, but this one was like friggin' Moby Dick after a while. It just friggin' Nora was Captain Ahab. Oh my and, God. That is, yes, that is the best way to put that. And it's like, like in Moby Dick, there's like a hundred pages of describing what the color of white is. And this book kind of felt that way too in spots. Uh, Nora to me was just so annoying. Um, and it kind of ruined the book as well for me. She was, wasn't very characteristic for herself, right? Like, no, she like, she took a, a term for the worst and like, yeah, she was Captain Ahab. And like, understandable given what she went through, but and then like listening through the audiobook, I found even when he was characterizing Nora that she was coming off like way too whiny and almost like frantic too often. Mm-hmm. And like he just wanted to bitch slap her. Like it's just wake the fuck up. Um the rest of the book, uh it was slow. It was a bit predictable. And the ending, there really wasn't a huge payoff at the ending. Like, you're, man, you got a lot of time invested in this series, and you're kind of hoping for a little bit more than what they gave you. Um, and then they just, it almost seemed like they threw in a few deaths at the end just to, like, spice it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Plus, the book doesn't... <laughs> And I found this actually with a lot of the Star Wars books, not that I've read that many, but the space battles are hard to picture in your mind. And I don't know if it's the writing or something. I've read other books that do a better job. I've read other books that do a, a much worse job. Um, <laughs> but this one, it, I either I found them too simplistic or too complicated that I couldn't follow. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I was on, it was the drugs I was on when I was listening to it or something like that. But, uh, yeah, all in all, Legal I found drugs. both to be weak. Well, it might be. Yeah, you know, the combination. But, Canadian uh, drugs. 
Yeah. The good drugs. The free drugs, eh? The free drugs. Okay. <laughs> well, what do you think of it, Jen? Well, once again, I am uh, the resident uh, didn't quite finish the book member. I- I'm about three quarters of the way through, but y'all, I am not doing great this last few months at holding up my end of the bargain. So, um, yeah, I I've, I kind of liked it so far, but yeah, I was a little annoyed with Nora. And I get why she's, you know, acting the way she is, but she was like ridiculously impulsive and reckless in the beginning and then everyone else is having to pay for it and um interesting uh characters we get to meet again in this one uh we'll talk about those i'm sure and and then a lot of the the little like aside stories that you're like oh my god where does this go why are there so many of these again like i thought we were done yeah okay so I'll, i'll go ahead and jump in here um yeah this one was this was hard to finish. Uh, you you perfectly nailed. That's what she said. That's what she said. Uh, you perfectly nailed multiple uh, times Nora's character <laughs> by saying she's Ahab because a good majority of the book, like I guess you'd almost say at least a quarter, if not half of the storyline, revolves around her decision that happens right at the beginning of the book. And there are several points where it's like, okay, well this could actually maybe be resolved. And it doesn't, it, it just keeps going. You just keep harping on, I have to get Sloan. I have to get Sloan. Um, and why is Jazz just going along with her craziness? Like we're going to get into that in just a second. Cause that, that was my other comment about that. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I just felt constantly like following her, um, and then, you know, I, I'm a, you know, I've, and I've read other books that there's politics in. It's not like that drives me crazy. It's just the politics in this was very dry and just very kind of, I don't, it didn't seem to like go anywhere. And I'm sure that, and I'm, that's what they're trying to say is the fact that, you know, they've already gotten back into this situation where it's like the new Republic can't get anything done. They just sit around on their hands and, you know, they want to get stuff done, but they can't get anything done. And it's just, you know, between that and, and like you said, Captain Ahab, you know, um, overall, I mean, I still enjoyed it. I will probably come back eventually at some point and, and re-listen, you know, re-listen to the series again. Um, but like I was telling Sean before the episode, um, the ending, it does feel like they were told this is where things have to wrap up. Here's your landing pad. And they... They hit the landing, but it just was like there wasn't any gravitas to it. It was just like, okay, well, here's where we are, and we're setting up this stuff for the future movies. We're setting up, you know, wrapping up a few little things here, and everything's kind of set up like how it should be. And it just, especially that last big battle, you would think, number one, I thought it was kind of, you know, out of left field what was happening with that big battle, Uh, but I didn't feel like it was – like at no point did I really feel even when a character dies or two that I'm just like, oh, OK, that happened. So, you know, I didn't feel like, you know, pain, like I wasn't hurting that this person, you know, died that we'd been following or anything like that. So um, with that said, let's go ahead and get started with it. Um, the book basically picks up <clears throat> after the events of the second book. Um, um Brenton has followed, who is uh, Nora's husband. Uh, he was, you know, p- 
put, you know, he was in a, uh, uh, um, an assassination plot with a bunch of other prisoners, um, and in an attempt to reconcile what he's done and to make up for it, he follows Sloane, uh, while in her attempt to track down Gallius Rex. So we have that going on. We have them, they're out, you know, looking for, looking for Gallius Rex. And then we also have, um, um, Nora and her group out looking for Sloan. And, you know, like, like Sean said, she's looking for her white whale and she's got her whole group with her. And the beginning of the book started off. Okay. It's like, all right, so we've got these two. There's an obvious reason why we're hunting them down and we know where the big bad is. Cool. I know where we're going. And as soon as we get there, like it's, it's not very, you know, far into the book. Um, they show up on Jakku and the fucking in the rest of the empire is there. Like there's several star destroyers and a super star destroyer. Why and does everyone want to get back to Jakku? I know. Right. <laughs> um, and so they're like, we've got to get the hell out of here. Well, in the process of trying to get the hell out of there, Nora jumps into a, an escape pod and um, Jazz jumps in with her and they jettison to Jakku and then everyone else heads out. And to me, that was that was the first big problem with the book, because literally it's jumping around from all these little storylines that are moving forward. We we see Sloan and uh, Brenton slowly edging towards getting to, to Gallius Rax. We have um, Nora and Jazz's attempt to get to Sloan. Um, and then we have back, you know, in Republic space, we have them trying to get out to Jakku, uh, A, to rescue, you know, their friends and family, but also B, to figure out what the hell's going on with the Empire. Um, we do get uh, more of uh, um, uh, Han and Leia's story. You know, uh, she's pregnant at this point. Uh, very pregnant at this point. Um, and, and we start to see her, her issues with Mon Mothma and the ideas of, you know, what this new Republic is going to be and how it's going to handle itself. And yeah, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on here. And like I said, it's, it's kind of jumping between three or four main through lines. Uh, and it, it's always like one, one is always one step behind the other. And so, you know, Sloan gets closer to Rax and then something happens. And right before her, like right as she's going off, Nora like sees her, like literally sees her. And then she's off and it's like, well, I almost caught her. Got to keep going. And then everyone else is trying to save her. It it was a lot. So um, I guess let's just jump into it. Anything in particular you want to bring up and start discussing? Mr. Bones was awesome. Mr. Bones was always awesome. Like they could have done a whole storyline just following Mr. Bones and then sorry, spoiler alert, he gets blown up, which is like the stupidest ending for him. Like it was out of left field. That was a Game of Thrones ending for Mr. Bones. It was Okay, well first off, he gets shot apart and you feel you do feel horrible for it because it's happening in front of Nora. There's this jackass Okay, so she's on Jakku, she has been captured by what's less left of the Imperial army. And like, they're like, they're not the, they're not your, they're not your father's empire. Like they're fucking, they're all beat up. They've got like, you know, they've colored their armor and shit. They don't, you know, they don't like, you know, march in order and shit. Like 
They're more it's like Mad Hulu. Max meets the Empire. Exactly. <laughs> and so she meets this, you know, there's this commander down there and uh, Mr. Bone shows up and he just like shoots her apart in front of Nora. And it's like, OK, well, that was that sucks because I really like Mr. Bones. So, you know, there was kind of some sympathy there. Sympathy there. I do like the whole thing of him rebooting, though. OK, yeah. that but was awesome. How did it? <laughs> How did y'all feel about the Ant-Man, like, reconstruction of him? How he, like, a mouse came and <laughs> jumped on his back and took the fucking restraining bolt off, like, on Ant-Man when a cat, you know, like, released was, him from... Really? That, that's Come exactly on. what I thought, too. It was like, there just happened to be this thing that took the restraining bolt. Oh, this crazy animal that, you know, was just in the right place at the right time. Yeah. But it worked for the story. Well, no, free, so. I don't think... The the mouse didn't take their string bolt off. That was shot off when he was blown to pieces. Was it? Because I read it. As yeah. A, okay. It was the mouse like jiggled some wires or whatever, and he got power back to his head. Okay. <laughs> Either way, <Yeah>. ridiculous. <laughs> well, okay. Makes you feel any better? He dies. <laughs> so there no! you go. Doesn't he, make he, me feel better. He does oh, die. No, please. He's a droid. Yeah. Uh, so You're at the, the only very... one that dies. No. No, there's other people that die. Um. Yeah. So in this, in a scene near the very end, um, they're 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 having a big attack on Jakku, and um, um. Oh, what is the squadron that they have? Uh, not Ghost Squadron. It's um. Phantom. Phantom Squadron goes down to the planet and they're attacking stuff, and um um uh Snap gets like. He he gets blown out of the sky, but he survives, and he's about to get killed. And Mister Bone shows up and like saves his ass. <laughs> massacres and them. Matt, yeah, massacres. Does a, a typical Mister Bones awesome, you know? And then just out of nowhere, he he was riding in a in a uh, chicken walker, and out of nowhere, it just gets blown to pieces. And there's like nothing left of him. Like you know, he's he's getting ripped apart a couple of times in the previous stories, but they've always been putting him back together. And they spe- he specifically said they couldn't find like his brain module, his his core process, nothing. Yeah, it was just all his arm. He didn't yeah. back him up. And it was friendly fire that blew him up. Yeah. Oh no. Well, yeah, because he was on a. He didn't yeah, have a backup just, for him. He just finished killing the crew to save Snap, and he popped Aww. his head out to like wave, and that's when he got blown up. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's 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 talk about let's talk about Sloane and and Brenton. Um, I understand where she's like, she was more sympathetic to me in this book than Nora was, and that's oh, yeah. saying something. Like, I understand you had the Empire, you know, you, you thought you were going to be hot snot in in the Empire, and you've been played this entire time by Gallius Rack, so you're just you're fucking hot. You're like, nope, I'm not having it. I'm I'm killing that motherfucker. I'm taking the Empire back. So I understand her motivation as to how she got there and then she gets into a bad situation having to deal with um what was the hut's name nima Nima the hut nima the hut okay nima the hut is an interesting character in that she finally explains to me why the huts are like everyone's fucking scared of them because i'm like it's a big monster. Like, you know, it's a big slug or whatever. Like, you know, you, you shoot it and it's dead and, and that's it. Like, why isn't someone apparently taking not. over? <laughs> no, apparently not. Cause Nima fucking took several blasts and just kept going. And I'm just like, damn, this thing is scary. Like, I understand why y'all, everyone's scared of a, of a hut. 
Oh. It was the fact that they lobotomized their followers that kind of gave me nightmares for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, that was on the scary side. Like she was, she was fucked up. Yeah. Um, and she was and, more agile than the other yeah. ones. They said like she could move and she wasn't afraid to like get in your face. You know, she wasn't just like Jabba lounging with. Yeah, they because Jabba more. was a bloated worm. They specifically said she was more like almost more like a snake. Yeah. So. Although we do see him kind of move around in the, you know, ex- yeah. was it the expanded the edition. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. But um, yeah, like she was fast. She was strong. She she took multiple like blasts to her body. Like it was like, man, these things are fucking hard to kill. Like I'm actually now I understand why everybody was scared of you know of the huts. Um, Pizza but yeah, so, the hut. <laughs> so I I understood why. Delicious. You know, she, you know, uh, um, what's her name did what, uh, Sloan did what she had to do so that she could try to finally get to, to Gallius Rax. Um, kind of unsuccessfully. I mean, in the end, it turned out okay for her. So, um, but yeah. Like with those two storylines, like comparing Nora's storyline to Sloan's storyline, Nora's was annoying. Sloan's was boring. Like, I, <laughs> It was like, oh man, Sloan and Brenton, and then it's like, oh wait, the alternative is is uh, Nora, and she's just annoying. So, <laughs> see, like I said, I actually enjoyed the Sloan stuff more because, yeah. like, I I I understood she, where she was coming from. So let's let's go ahead and talk about Nora. And it's an and, unexpected alliance too, which makes it a little more interesting, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> the Nora stuff, though, just. Uh, like jen you said it it was it's not that she she was annoying but it's not just that it was that it was so it was so out of character because her first in the first book it was like all about her um it was all about her you know finding her son and and trying to be with her son again and in the second book you know she's with her son and now it's like oh my god my husband's alive let's let's be with him and in this third book Granted, she probably, you know, she thought that, you know, her husband was dead, but she just fucking ejects out of a out of a spaceship and leaves her son. Like, I'm, she knew he was gonna be okay, but I'm the same thing. Like, you literally just gave up everything that you've been fighting for in the last two books. So that didn't, to me, just didn't feel right. But I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know, uh, um, in the moment, it's. <laughs> I forgot to lock the door. Um, <laughs> so in the moment, like I understood, you know, okay, well she's made a made a mistake. All right, now we have to go through all this shit on Jakku, and you know, dealing with the sand and dealing with this and dealing with that, and then they get a ship, and it's like, all right, cool. So let's get back to the rest of the Empire, or get back to the rest of the New Republic, and then we can go after these bastards. And it's like, no, Sloan went that way, so that's where I'm going, and I'm just like, fuck. Really? Like, you have a way out. And that happened not just once, but there were a couple of times that they had a way out. Going back to what you were saying, Jen, any thoughts on why the hell Jazz was just like, no, that's all right. Yeah, whatever whatever you decide, I'm following you. No, I mean, she kind of, you know, admits that she's gone soft while she's been working with these guys. And I guess she just felt for her and and empathized for her. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But... I mean, I, too, I guess she felt like she needed to help protect her because she knew she couldn't 
talk her out of it. So she was just going to give in and go with her when she, you know, realized what Nora was doing. But yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. At, like, at some just, point, though, you just want to go fucking knock her out and just put her in the ship and go back. <laughs> like you can you'll deal with it later. I I understand what you're saying. And and that, and that makes sense that, OK, you're in hot water. I'm I've got to be here to help protect you. That made sense. But like I said, we had several points where they could have gotten the fuck out of there. And she asked, well, do you want to come with me? And she's just like, yeah, sure. You're you're my commander. Uh, I'm going to follow you. Yeah, that was a little weird that she was just suddenly okay with, you know, following orders. But Nora was just, like, so blinded by revenge in this one. Like, she was not thinking logically at all. It was all passion and emotion. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Jess saw something of herself in that or she recognized that and, you know, wanted to protect her from herself. I don't know. I guess. Um, Let me think. What were some of the other – okay, so – did anyone else's opinion of Mon Mothma change at all in with her portrayal in this book? I I was very disappointed with how she turned out after like being such a strong character at the end of um, Jedi and mm-hmm. sort of in the last two books. But she was like, even the last two, she was a little like, you know, timid and didn't want to like do what needed to be done. Like you can't say, oh, we killed the Emperor, now we don't have to fight any more wars. Like, the Empire's still out there, you still need a military, you know, force, and yet she wanted to draw that in immediately. Mm-hmm. And then, like, okay, her opponent goes and, like, blasts her plans, you know, that she found where the Empire is, and she goes and, like, fucking broadcasts their plans on the media. That's, like, military security 101. You don't tell what you're going to do on the air like <laughs> if you're trying to defend your country or your 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 nation or whatever your universe i was just like dumbfounded by that that she went on and just told him everything like the empire hey we're coming yep get ready and i love the fact that the empire's like all right well they're coming <laughs> we don't know when so because <laughs> i think at one point it, it was even like why have they not shown up yet like what the fuck so, um, yeah, then, I was. If I was you disappointed take the in that. whole book in a whole, like the, take the whole series in a whole, like the master plan was for them all to get wiped out anyway. So, like, you didn't have the top commanders or probably the top security guys. Like, they were already fallen into chaos and all that. It was just Rax was clearing the board off. You get them all there and. Yeah, sure. Tell them to come. They're all going to die anyway. We don't really care. So, yeah, that was and Mothma, I didn't have any respect for Mothma after she like put sent the or let the Wookies ballot out themselves. Screw you. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty <laughs> shitty. And, and just yeah, her everything has to be run through the Senate. And I get like she doesn't want to be the emperor, so she's being overly cautious. But you are the executive, and you have some power to you know exercise that especially if you're the rebellion that like you know sold itself on freeing people and helping the galaxy escape from tyranny and then you're just gonna let this planet full of non-humans because we're speciesist in this galaxy yeah no shit (laughs) hashtag chewbacca should have gotten a medal (laughs) oh you got it later on 
<laughs> yeah, technically did, yes. Um, I just, yeah, I, I, that drove me insane. Like, I understand, you know, not wanting to be like the emperor. And like you said, you know, you know, you don't want anyone to think that you're, oh, well, we just, you know, rooted him out so I could step in and, and, you know, be the, you know, the next one. But like you said, it's not like, it wasn't like, okay, well, we destroyed the Death Star and, and whenever it happened, all the ships blew up. So like, there's just like maybe two or three Imperial ships out there. It was like, no, we know for a fact there's still like a good, you know, a good amount of the Empire just chilling out there. Like, you don't step back from that. You have to finish them off or you, or they have to, you know, you know, a, agree to, you know, disarm and, and become part of you. You can't just let them sit out there. Um, so yeah, that, that drove me insane. Um, I did like the fact that now on the other hand, you know, where I, I lost, uh, uh, you know, I lost respect for, you know, for Mon Mothma. I had nothing respect for, uh, um, 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 Akbar. Because Akbar the entire time was just like, listen, this is what we need to do. I'm not going to cross the line unless I absolutely have to. And if I absolutely have to, fuck it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I liked I liked Akbar the entire <clears throat> the entire time. So, yeah, he's a plucky goldfish. Yes. <laughs> Akbar's always down. He's always like, you know what? I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> he, sh- he shows up when it's when it's needed. And what's funny, this is going to be an interesting thing to, to say. Um, I'm actually listening. I was telling Sean before the show. I'm actually re-listening to um, World War Z. And um, some of the characters in there, they talk about how uh, whenever the zombies first started, you know, like, you know, getting together or whatever, you know, when the, the threat was first happening or whatever, they're like, uh, the Jewish characters were just like, you know, that's just who we are. Like, we're always on the edge of extinction. So we're just always looking out for what the next bad thing is. Oh no! And and I I, I was like, it was man, sad because it's true. Yeah, I'm like Admiral Ackbar. That's kind of like his species. Like they're kind of like the the Jewish people of this. They're like, listen, we don't want to have to go to war, but fuck, we ain't. We're also not gonna die. Like that shit ain't happening. So um, that's kind of how I I, I I liked Ackbar the entire time. So we do get quite a bit of uh, Han and Leia in here as well. Um, and we start, and I do like how they kind of were sowing those seeds of, you know, Han is like, you know, this is my family. I'm going to love my family. It's going to be awesome. But at the same time, I kind of would be out there doing shit and (laughs) sitting around with a baby is just not really my thing. So, um, you know, we, we, you know, I like being able to see that, uh, you know, especially in, you know, how we see him portrayed in, you know, in the, uh, in the new, uh, trilogy. So, cause it makes sense. Cause he's like, you know, at, at one point, um, whenever, uh, uh, the baby's born, like he's crying and he's just like, well, aren't you going to take care of it? Like, aren't you like bound to him by the force? And she's like, you're his father. That's a bond I will never have. Yes. I am bonded to him by the force, but that's a bond you will, that, you know, is just special between you two. So, um, I, I you know, I liked seeing that, Especially, you know, with how it plays out eventually in, in the in the new trilogy. So, oh yeah, it plays out real well for Han. Oh yeah, it plays out real well for him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we we see that you know that there there is a bond there, and um, I'm trying to think, was there anything else that was kind of big that anyone wanted to bring else? Um, we got to see Jar Jar Binks again. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I literally was just weird. <laughs> I was just scrolling down, and I'm like, first off. 
how long do these fucking Gungans live? Yeah, well, I was doing the math, too. I was like, okay, he was alive when Leia's mom was her age or younger, and... So man, let's say he, 20. He could, let's say he was he in his 20s. He could still be middle-aged. Yeah. But, like, man, poor guy. He, you know, was kind of just duped into being the scapegoat and ended up being becoming a free performer. <laughs> yeah, literally. Do, do we see him again after that one no. snippet? Nope. That's it? Just that, that one. That's it. See, what a weird, like, why did they throw that in there? For what reason? Is, exactly. Is there more in the next book? or? I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe someone was like, hey, can you throw something in there about how, like, things turned out kind of okay for Jar Jar, but it was definitely, like, even he didn't understand exactly what his role was or something. It's like, apparently I did something to piss people off. <laughs> don't really know what it was, but okay. So. okay. He was annoying, but he didn't deserve that. <laughs> It's it's like did no one ever sit down and tell him, dude? Do you know what happened to Annie? Like Annie's fucking Darth Vader. So yeah, I guess no one told him. I guess he was just like, oh okay, whatever. Um. Okay, one of the other things I liked in the book is um 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 oh what is his name the the uh, the ex imperial Sinjir Sinjir. I like I like how Sinjir's story went and i like where it went i love the fact that he's trying not to drink but he's just like fuck it i need a drink um i love the fact that he's he's found someone that he's into but he's just like i can't i can't be with you because that's just not I how i roll him and, and, Condor, though. and then he finally decides okay no this is how it's going to be but i really like what his final role was. The fi- the um, you said you didn't finish the book, Jen. He ends up becoming one of uh, Mon Mothma's um, advisors. Uh, advisors. Oh, good, because I was afraid he was one of the people that died, and I was gonna cry because yeah. I was like, he just got Condor back. Why? Nope. Uh, I have been like Team Condor since last book when he left, because I was like, you fucking idiot. You two were perfect, and you finally <laughs> found someone to fix you and like deal with yep. your bullshit. Now I'm just hoping that Jazz does the same thing because. You know, her and Jom were, and I have a feeling that one of them no. doesn't survive based on your. <laughs> Jom does not make it. Oh, and Jom's, uh, Jom's death is, to me in the book, almost seemed like it was an afterthought. It was like they finished the book, and they're like, "Shit, we forgot about Jom." I felt that and way then, too. So mm-hmm. they like wrote a paragraph in where Jazz goes to see him, and one of the commandos is cleaning out his apartment. And oh, here's a video, and it's John basically jumping out of a jet to save them, and then that's it. Yep, like literally, they're on a, a landing transport with a bunch of commandos, and there's a rocket coming up at them, and they can't do anything to block the rocket, so he literally just jumps out and takes it so that the rest of them can survive. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. So. Bullshit. It was literally. It felt like an afterthought. Yeah. The, you end up uh, – she turns out – she ends up okay, though, because she ends up getting a new crew, which I think in the end was probably the best thing for her because then, you know, uh, she ended up getting with a fairly loyal crew, I guess. Uh, Does she get – well, I'll, I'll read it. I was going to say, I know she ran into some of her old friends, but yeah. – uh, Yeah. They end up them. becoming her new crew. Like, literally, but she convinces little, them. The though. ones that were hunting her? The lesson afterwards, though, because, like, after she – Jazz sees that Joms died, and it's basically because of her that he was in that situation in the first place. 
Yeah, I was wondering if that changed her at all or made her. She walked away basically. Yeah, I'm not gonna like get close to anyone again. Oh, really? I thought yeah. she would maybe change. Like, oh wow, he loved me and I loved him, and maybe I'm, you know. Well, that's how she went going to his apartment, but then finding out what happened to him. No, it like totally reversed it, and, and that's how they left it. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. Um, another side thing we 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 also get. I think we, the last time we heard it was in the second book. We get this flash sideways, however you want to put it, of the people who have commandeered a star destroyer and their pirates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we get a little bit more of them, and it's just like, okay, is this going to go anywhere? Nope. All right. Huh. Okay. Also, the um, the weird kids and and cult that was like worshiping Darth Vader. We get oh, some yeah. of that. Oh, the Vader cult. For for okay. a little bit. I don't know if we ever get. I mean. I read the they, part about the kids with the lightsaber and the mask. Yeah. They yeah. like, well, it's creepy. They're under what the Yashu tubes or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, why is it in the end? The, the, uh, the, the other thing that the other side story that was kind of strange was the Kyber crystal story. Oh like, yeah. That was a weird one. Returning the crystal oh, yes. to the, you know, the cave or whatever. Like, did that connect to one from the last book? I feel like there was something similar, but I'm no, kind of drawing a blank. I don't think so. Um. Oh, one other thing I did really like is, um, um. Oh, see, I'm. Why am I so bad with names? Um, old dude who was in the new trilogy. It was his dad that was like the trainer for all the different soldiers. Hux. Hux. Oh yes, yeah. Okay. Brindle. We we get to see his son just a very little bit, mm. and it very much so describes why he is why he is. Because in the first movie, because a lot of people were like, well, he was totally different characters. In the first movie, he was a screaming like you know badass or whatever, and you know then things went to shit. And then in the second movie, he's basically kind of got his tail between his legs the whole time. You know, he he wants to rule, but then. You know, uh, you know, the, the cool emo kid basically just, you know, takes it away from him. And in the third movie, you know, the, the whole thing is, you know, I don't want you to win. I just want I just want him to lose. Yeah, we, he, he was we, an interesting arc there. Yeah. And we get this we get this little thing. And it's basically at the very end. Sloan is on this ship heading out to, you know, fuck knows where. Um and it's, she's on the ship with uh, his dad and him and a bunch of these crazy-ass kids that are like fucking psycho killers. Um, and she basically tells him, she's like, look, these kids will follow you. Um, here's the deal. You're, they're going to follow you. You're going to do what I say, and I'm going to get your dad off your fucking back. And she fucking like goes and attacks his dad and was like, listen, I know you don't like your kid. I know you beat your kid. But you are going to teach him everything you know, and if you raise a hand to him, I will fucking kill you. And he's just like, okay. So I was like, okay, now I get that mentality because basically the only reason he was put in power is because someone handed it to him. And when he kind of lost that power, he didn't know what the fuck he was going to do. So, yeah, it was kind of sniveling at, at that point, and I was just like, okay, this makes sense. Like his character arc makes sense to me. So – um, but yeah, at the very end, and this is, this is the thing that just kind of, I thought was out of left field. Um, 
we get to this point where there's this huge battle going on above Jakku. And the plan that Rax has that we find out was basically he was uh, one of the backup plans. And the backup plan was um, if shit goes down for the Empire, like like you said, wipe the board and it's time to start over. So the plan is, is you're going to get people and I've already got people set up out here. You're basically going to go join them and you're going to build a new empire, a.k.a. the First Order. So we're, we've got this big battle going on over Jakku, you know, when the Senate finally or when the uh, New Republic finally decides to, you know, get their balls and actually go do something. Um, while that's going on. After they this... have to unbribe several senators to get it done. Yeah. Exactly. We get this we get this weird uh, like it's like, OK, there's this huge shaft that like that's what uh, what's his name was working shaft. on. There's this huge shaft going out in the middle of the planet. Guess what? I'm going to activate something. A bunch of stuff's going to happen and the entire fucking planet's going to explode. And it's like, what? <laughs> OK, uh, that's interesting and weird. I didn't realize Jakku was about to go nuclear but or not nuclear, but literally like, you know, I, I don't know even what you would say because it's not like it was a nuclear weapon. It was literally like the planet was going to rip itself apart and explode. And so we have this battle on, you know, at this secret base with um, it's Nora and Sloan and her husband. And uh, Rax is already there. He's already getting shit ready. And so um, Sloan goes off to have a, a, a showdown with Rax and turns out dude can fight. So he like incapacitates her. Uh, Brenton goes down to try to help out with that situation and gets killed. Or maybe, no, next it was Nora. Nora goes down there. She kind of gets, she gets knocked out. Then her husband shows up. He gets killed. And she fucking like passes out, like, you know, from her injuries or whatever. Sloan finally gets her shit together and like kills Rax. And he basically tells her, you know, I was the backup plan. Now it's on you. So here you go. Plan C. Plan C. F, actually, like there's a ship with Hux and his son and a bunch of psycho killer kids. You need to go get on the ship and basically wherever the computer's saying go, go. And she's just like, all right, cool. And it's just like, what? Oh, this is what I wanted, anyways. Yeah. yeah. So then. And then like she she kind of became friends with Brenton though, so. She felt she, bad that he died. <laughs> yes, she did feel bad bit. that he died for a moment or two. And then <laughs> as she was much like, as she could. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, cool. This is, this is how I get a new empire. Peace. I'm out. Yeah. So yeah. And then Nora escapes and yeah. And then Um, she can be with uh, Wedge now. Yeah. Well, they end up going to a planet for together. So there you go. Going to a planet. How romantic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what else did I have on my list? Yeah. Mon Mothma. We talked about her. I, yeah, I don't know. This, explains Jakku better so we know like why the fuck the, the movie started there yeah. but did these books come out before or after episode 9 or 7 uh, I think I asked this before but I think you did too and I don't remember okay um wait a minute no th- okay this one because if it was before and you this had was, read all these books this one came out August 27th this one came out August tw- uh, 2017 so it was after because we so, got yeah, it was after. seven in twenty sixteen, fifteen. We yeah. we got nineteen, seventeen, fifteen. You're right. We got every two years. So yeah, I think so. Last year we okay. 
So I'm willing to bet this entire trilogy probably came out between, you know, since the 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 first one came out and then before the last one. So so you wouldn't have known this going into the movie was my point no. because like if if you had had this insider knowledge you would have been like oh yeah of course they're in Jakku you know like yeah no yeah. I I think at this point if you had read the book right as it came out you would have been like okay so they're going off beyond the civilized realm. Okay, cool. And then all of a sudden the Emperor shows up in the trailer and you're just like, what the fuck? So. Um, another thing is where the fuck is Luke during all this bullshit oh. and his sister's having a baby? You know, like he's – he gets some, that gets on my nerves, whatever. <laughs> I know he's not looking for the dagger and he's looking for all this bullshit with the Sith, but come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so I guess he did all that stuff. I guess he did all of that stuff and then came back and started the Jedi Temple and started training uh, um, Kylo and then shit went down and then he just headed off and was gone ever since then. So, Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't 100% sure if maybe he went out and was looking for that stuff before he went into exile, but I guess he did that and then just went you know, straight to exile. So, um, But yeah, so yeah, that's kind of where it you know, where we get in, you know, we end up. So, um, like I said, it, it sticks the landing in that, you know, there were certain things that needed to be tied up, um, in order for, you know, things to line up for other stuff. But it, it, it never like during that whole thing with the planet blowing up, I'm like, well, the planet obviously doesn't blow up. No. So yeah, but maybe that's the, where they get the idea for the, um, star killer, right? Like, Maybe they that's like the prototype and they go on to make it at another planet because if they do, they are successful with it and they make it out of an entire fucking planet. You know, and that's not a bad idea because it does mention that it that's not the only planet that they were exploring and doing stuff. Yeah. So, so whatever they had there, maybe it was duplicated somewhere well, else. Well, I thought the planet that they built the Starkiller base on was the one where they got all the Kyber crystals. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, maybe that's why I they introduced that. That deep. was um. That was something. Started with a D, or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it was confirmed in something. I don't know if it was a game or something. Or that... Christophus, right? No, yeah, that's where some... the the temple was. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. You Star Wars <laughs> people need to tell me this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, good news, everybody. The next book we're reading is the next Star Wars book in the series. <laughs> Oh, nay, nay. By special request from Sean. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> all right. Well, let's Star Wars just. Out. They are Star yeah. Wars out. I'm never Star Wars out. I, I will probably continue to read some additional Star Wars stuff. Uh, the Thrawn books. That might be more your speed. Next year. We'll wait till 2021 to. We will have to wait talk. till then. And the other. The only problem with that is. Is we're reading non-canon books, but my God, that these Thrawn trilogy. No, that one was canon, right? These are canon. That these they are canon, the yes. Thrawn. But the Thrawn trilogy, the original Thrawn trilogy, no, the was original. not. I'm talking about saying. the one they added. Like, oh no, I haven't read. Yeah, I haven't read that one. No, yeah, that was the one I was thinking. But we could, oh, okay. we could go off. We could go EU. Let's do it. The Thrawn trilogy was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. I read like, it. That here. was. That was such a good that was such a good book series. Um and I know some people didn't like how he was portrayed, like how they adapted him into the canon stuff, but I thought he was pretty he was pretty spot on. Like he was that super 
you know, has everything fucking planned out to the nth degree. You know, his his scariness is not his strength or his speed. It's his it's his fucking brain. So, um, yeah, we may have to we may have to discuss that. Might, that might be a possibility. All right. Um, so just kind of wrapping up overall, uh, do you think you'll ever go back and reread the series? Do you, did you get some stuff out of it that you're you glad you, you know, you know, that fills in some spots for you or. I probably will at some point, but I don't reread books for a long time. So <laughs> yeah, it'll happen down the road. Cause I just have too many new things I want to read, but, um, I always love like, you know, expanding the Star Wars story beyond the movies because there's just so much in that universe. And as anyone who knows me knows, I love Star Wars. So. Yep. Just a little it. bit. Um, what about you, Sean? Uh, I'm not going to reread this series. Um, <laughs> it, it, I did like how it kind of filled in a few of the gaps in between the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't fill in enough. Like, I think, I think you're right when they like, here's where you're landing and come hell or high water. That's where you're going to land. But so the, they had to have like, they had to leave enough wiggle room to make more books and more movies and make more money. That's the Disney way. True. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to suck you dry. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I think that's it for hey, this Eugene, one. Say it. I'm going to go back to Star Trek. Thank you very much. But, uh, gotcha. Um, yeah, it, the first couple books were enjoyable, but the characters really got annoying and the, the stories started getting bogged down later on. It could have been done in like a couple books or one book. Maybe two. They probably could have condensed it into two books. Well, there was a especially, lot of crap in there they didn't need. Well, yeah, and I was going to say, especially if you take off all those little side jags, like it, you definitely could clear out several chapters. So multiple chapters. So, um, like I said, I enjoyed it overall. It did get kind of long at the end there and was just like, all right, let's kind of wrap this up. Um, I agree with you. Both lines. You said two things in a row. Uh, I agree with you, Sean, that this, you know, in retrospect, this probably definitely could have been wrapped up in two books. I don't know if one, but definitely probably two instead of, you know, you know, uh, being one giant Moby three. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the only problem is, is there's so much, there's so much character change between some of the books. Like if you did condense it down, some of the actions are just, I mean, they don't make sense now and they really wouldn't make sense to be like, all right, in book one, all this stuff happens. And in book two, it's like, this is a totally fucking different character. You know, you kind of see it a little bit in the progression over the three books, but yeah. Um, yeah, Nora will not go down in my, in history as one of the greatest Star Wars characters. It's, that's not going to happen. So, um, all right. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and, um, uh, move on to, uh, what we've been, what else we've been reading. If we've been reading anything else, uh, Sean, you said you haven't had a chance to read anything else. Have you? I, uh, yeah, it's, I've been trying to finish this one and it was to the point where I was like, man, I really have to read this now. Like, there was no joy in it. Aww. So, and my time is usually spent to and from work listening to audiobooks. I haven't done that in two months, so it's been cutting down a little bit. But, uh, now that I got this one done today, uh, I want to, uh, read the second book in the, uh, Adventure of Tom Stranger 
interdimensional insurance agent series and it's they're just quick titles they're only like two hours on audible Mm -hmm. Uh, the first one was the adventure of tom stranger interdimensional insurance agent which was just so funny it was read by alec or adam baldwin was that one of the free ones yes the Audible Originals, they have been giving some good originals yeah. lately. I haven't listened to them, but I've been like down, like saving them because. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. you grab that one because it was really good. So I they think I did. the second one, um, A Murder of Manatees. Uh, of man- Manatees? There you go. Thank you. <laughs> it's getting late. I am technically tongue So, um, but yeah, I'm l- looking forward to reading that one too. So, cool. It's just quick, light. I can kind of shut my brain off and just kind of laugh. So, Gotcha. <laughs> what about you, Jen? Have you been reading anything else? No, you already know the answer because I can't even finish this one book. <laughs> I've been – yeah, when I'm listening to things, I'm listening to pod, or yeah, mostly podcasts. So, um, And I'm reading this one physically, which is part of the problem with me finishing it. But Gotcha. It's not because I wasn't interested. It was more times this time. Gotcha. Um, the uh the things that I've been reading um I'm I basically I'm at work and I'm just doing mindless work at this point mindless repetitive work um so I've been able to uh catch up on all my podcasts read this book uh and I've started going back and rereading some other stuff that I've already read but uh I this this last month I picked up uh another two books that Sean has recommended uh you know first he got me with the Trader's Tales. And that was a really good series. And another series that he recommended was uh, the Not Alone books by Craig T. Falconer. And uh, I've read the first two, and I'm thinking I'm probably going <laughs> to pick up the next two here when the fifth rolls around and I get my next credits. So um, it's uh, I, I, everything that you've said I agree with. The first book could have been a standalone and been perfectly fine. Uh, continuing to read it, though um, – is interesting. I want to see where it keeps going. Um, and I also see where, uh, like what you said that up until a certain point in the first book, you're like, this shit could really happen. Like the, all this shit is like, I'm almost surprised that this isn't what's really happened. Um, and then it starts to get more sci-fi, which is fine. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're good, interesting books. And what it boils down to is, um, what if aliens were real and what if, uh, there was a government conspiracy to cover up not only their existence, but like them, like meeting with us and everything. So, um, it's an, it's an interesting book story, uh, series. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So, uh, that being said, let's go ahead and talk about our next book for next month. Uh, we're doing something kind of short, so it should be, uh, uh, everyone should be able to hopefully get through it. Uh, we're going to read, um, Every Tool's a Hammer by Adam Savage. It is, it is a short book. Um, it's funny. I really love it. But then again, he, when he starts talking about, um, how he like organizes stuff and, and tools and stuff, I thought that was fascinating. I, I'm interested to see what y'all are going to think about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, his, this book comes very highly recommended by Eugene. So very high, very high expectations. Um, but overall, even, even if he does kind of lose you in the weeds, um, just keep listening because he will tell some funny stories about, you know, the, the tools and his, his interest in them. 
but that his it's just his whole personality because he does read his it's his book he did read it um and his personality comes out in it and he's just he's just this cool guy you want to hang out with and make stuff like it's just he's 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 an awesome guy so um that is our show for the week, ladies, or for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would please give us a five star rating on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Music, wherever it is you listen to the show. Um, you can find us at epicallygeeky.com. That's where you can find all of the shows that we do, including the Epically Geeky Show, Marginally Geeky Show, Sustainably Geeky. Uh, we even did a new episode of Procrastinators. Uh, I know, right? Um, and then of course the Creatively Geeky Show. Um, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Epically Geeky. Where can we find you online, Jen? Um, here on Creatively Geeky, sometimes marginal or sometimes um, Epically Geeky, and all the time on Sustainably Geeky, the one that I host. Yay! And we've had a couple of episodes. Well, we had one episode drop a little bit ago. We have a bonus episode coming up about public lands. So if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. Um, I'm also on all the social medias at Het's Gonna Be Me. Sean, where can we find you online? Usually surfing on WebMD and looking for uh, <laughs> social anxiety medications afterwards. But uh, yeah, yeah, that stuff's legal in in Canada, so no excuses. Everything's legal and it's paid for. Oh, <laughs> I could get I, I could get the COVID nineteen test daily if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, why would you want to? Because that shit hurts. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I haven't gotten it once. <laughs> Brain massage. But I could. That's what I'm just saying. I could get it. Anyway, I'm on pretty well all the geekies except for the sustainably geeky one. Cause he doesn't because he hates the planet. <laughs> I don't hate it. He's not Was it ever done for me, though? That's, that's <laughs> stupid <laughs> ground. And as always, you can find me online at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 